We welcome you to the ADHD Smarter Parenting Podcast. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Kimber Peterson. Hi, and welcome back to our series, Breaking Down the Skills from Smarter Parenting. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about observe and describe. I love this skill because it is foundational to all of the other things that we're going to teach you. And as a mental health professional, I'm often going to conferences or classes, and I see this come up all of the time. Professionals are constantly talking about ways that you can improve your ability to simply observe and describe. And those that are in the mental health field have a lot of practice in it. But this is one area that we as parents don't always get. And so we want to learn on improving and practicing this skill because it's going to be fundamental to your relationship with your child. Observe and describe has three simple steps. Step one, observe the behavior. Step two, get your child's attention. And step three, describe what you see. Be descriptive and specific and avoid using vague words or phrases. So here's an example. I often work with families that talk about their child being disrespectful. Disrespectful is a very subjective thing according to what adult you're you're talking with. And I'll share a personal story around that. When I was growing up and dating my husband, I had him over to my house one night and my mom asked him to do something and he responded with, yes, ma'am. Now for my husband and his family, that was a very respectful thing to say. And in many cultures, it is. For my mom and her family where she grew up, it wasn't a respectful thing. It was kind of more of a sarcastic thing, something that she didn't really appreciate. And so that was taken in a completely different respect. Simple interactions like this come up for people all of the time where they misinterpret or misunderstand one another because they have different interpretations of what should or should not be done. And respect is a huge area for that. So when I'm meeting with one family and they say, my child's disrespectful, they might be saying, my child doesn't say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. And when I meet with a different family and they say, my child's disrespectful, they might say, my child is saying, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. Now, as you and your family identify and figure out what exactly does being respectful look like or mean to you, we want to use really clear language. So instead of talking to your child and telling them, right now you're being disrespectful, I want you to be really clear on what that looks like for you. So that might be, right now you're rolling your eyes, you're slumping your shoulders, and you're turning away from me. That is a great way of really describing in exactly what I'm seeing without assigning a term to it that is vague or could be misinterpreted. So observe and describe is very simple, but used in so many ways. So let's talk about a couple of the ways that it's used. One of the ways that it's used is to build up mindfulness practice. And if you've been to therapy or been engaged in any sort of therapeutic activity, you might learn that mindfulness is a really important part of mental health. Understanding mindfulness can be challenging for many people because they don't naturally have the habit of observing and describing, and instead they use a lot of assigning language, like I'm lazy, or I'm disrespectful, or I lack motivation. And instead, they're not being really descriptive with themselves. So mindfulness is a practice where we're trying to be more aware internally and externally of what's happening right then in that moment. This approach is used to help people with depression and anxiety recognize their emotions and deal with them in a constructive way. Lots of studies and research have supported this method in a way to reduce the symptoms of mental illness and stress. It is adopted in hospitals and schools and prisons and veteran centers and even my children's preschool uses mindfulness activities. 
there are apps and other technology resources that help you implement mindfulness into your daily life. I know I have an Apple Watch and my Apple Watch will pop up and remind me when I need to just pause and take a minute and that is a mindfulness activity. Using observe and describe is similar to these mindfulness practices and actually kind of integrated into some of them because it requires that we observe and we reflect on what exactly is happening in that moment without labels and a lot of emotion. Once you can start to break apart the behavior from the emotion, you can start to understand it in a different light. Sometimes, like we talked about last week with our ABCs of behavior, you might look at something and assume that it means one thing, but in reality, it means a different thing. So try using mindfulness and some of these observe and describe tools in conjunction with one another to just diffuse some of the emotion and understand what's going on from a curiosity perspective. Okay, right now you are sweating and you're looking in different directions and you're scooting back away from me. You seem like you really don't want to have this conversation. Would you like to take a break or would you like to go outside and walk it out? Those kinds of solutions will come up when you're using observe and describe instead of a really emotional response of you're not listening to me and you need to step closer and start listening. That's not going to get you very far. Sometimes we use observe and describe more so for ourselves than even for our child. Sometimes just saying what's going on out loud can give you a moment to process and help you catch up to your thinking. We like to jump and make quick decisions as parents, so oftentimes we'll make really emotional decisions. Instead, if we can give our mind a moment to process by using observe and describe to just give yourself some awareness of what's going on, then you can take a slower approach to it so that you're more intentional about what you would like to do with your child. And that's another really useful tool. Lastly, observe and describe is often used to help our children understand our perspective because sometimes they make choices and decisions that they don't understand what other people see. It is a natural part of childhood development to start to understand what other people's perspectives are. And that takes a lot of assuming, it takes a lot of trial and error, and it takes a lot of development. And observe and describe is going to help them through that process. So let's take kids fighting over the same toy, for example. I might have a child that's struggling with sharing. And when that's happening, it really might come down to the fact that they don't understand the intent or the wishes of the other child. They're only focused on their own intent and wishes. And so by using observe and describe to say, you guys are both pulling at the toy at the same time. It looks like you both really want it. It can help our children understand the world from a different point of view and help their brain in developing those patterns of looking around and understanding what other people are wanting or thinking. Observe and describe is a really useful tool when it comes to development and to communication. And so even with our older teenagers that are more developed and more aware of other people around them, using observe and describe helps bridge gaps in communication that we don't even realize are there. Try using Observe and Describe this week in a variety of ways. Remember to use it in both positive light and in negative situations as well. So if you've got a child that's doing really great with school, describe to them exactly what they're doing well at. I've noticed that you're studying every single evening and you take the time to turn on a light, prepare your study space. I think that makes a big difference in your success. I'm really proud of you. That is a positive scenario. You can also use it in negative situations where you need a moment to understand and you need your child to understand what they're doing that's not correct. So earlier today, you didn't finish the dishwasher because you only loaded the bottom rack, but you didn't load the top rack and you didn't push start. And being really descriptive instead of just saying you didn't finish the dishes. 
Using this observe and describe tool in both positive context and negative context can help you and your child start to communicate better in both areas. Good luck trying that out this week and I wish you all the best. Enjoy and check into our mini series next week where we're going to jump into the next skill.